Alrighty, welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast in which we analyze Man of Steel by each individual minute. My name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And I'm Nathan. You can also find me on social media at NoClutchNate. And I'm Andy. Hi, I'm from Holy Batcast. If you want to check out that show all about Batman, you can find that podcast wherever you found this one. And you can follow the show on all social media just by searching for Holy Batcast. Awesome. Thank you for joining us, uh, wrapping up this week. Um, it's been great. It's been fun, yeah, it yeah. I've been enjoying it, yeah. It's been awesome. It's been awesome to get um, all these kind of Batman comparisons and some kind of Batman enlightenment in, in to supplement this film because we don't get any Batman. Not really. Maybe just one little snippet of Batman. Just a, just a little tiny little nod. That's it. Mm-hmm. But uh, But, you know. Some of yeah. us were already wondering, where's Batman during all this? Everybody. Right? <laughs> we were still wondering where, when or where Christian Bale was going to show up. Oh, obviously. Where, did you, I, don't, I don't ever <laughs> oh, remember. I did you think that? I expected a Christian Bale moment. I feel like really? whenever this movie came out, I, I completely had the separation. I was like, okay, nope, that's Nolan's universe. I feel like that's what I was saying. I mean, I know I do now, but I don't ever remember expecting batman in in these in this movie i did because um before this film came out we didn't get a uh we didn't really know if they were going to do like the after credit thing yeah at the time after credit scenes were still kind of a rarity mm-hmm. now they're just expected which is a very sad thing and to me i'm not a fan of them anymore because they're yeah. too um people pay movie stubs just to see that and it it kind of ruins the film i don't know to 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 depend so much on that it's just always like yeah. what's gonna happen next but back then it was yeah. kind of like a, oh will they tease something and will there be something there like you never knew and it was like you know now some movies they do two after credit scenes which is <laughs> guardians <laughs> did five yeah no, Did they you didn't. Hit, yeah, oh yeah. I, I could have sworn I was talking to I guess no, I wasn't talking didn't. to you about it. Yeah, they, Guardians has five. Yeah, Guardians Volume scenes. 2 has five after credit scenes. I I that <laughs> That's why I thought you were bringing this up cuz I could have yeah, seen you and I they, talked about this. They didn't just double down, me. they quintuple downed. Yeah. That doesn't surprise me and I'm I don't know. I have to see <laughs> I'm I'm speechless. I got to see it to to form an opinion on it, but as of right now that's those uh those better be good after credit scenes. <laughs> I can't believe they have five. <laughs> most of them uh, are just jokes. Good. Yeah, most it's of them are just st- jokes. <laughs> it's time to stop. <laughs> oh, I never wow. I never I never thought we'd see Christian Bale in the cowl again. And I, I, I do remember there I don't know if it was speculation or if it was an actual rumor. I can't remember. It's all fuzzy. Um but I, I never expected to see Christian Bale come back. You know, I it was so obvious from Rises that uh, yeah, that was the end. And so even when there were rumors, you know, swirling of like, oh, you know, Warner Brothers is rolling up the Brinks truck to Christian Bale to come back as Batman, and I'm like, nah, it ain't gonna happen. I I never bought it, and so uh, I was I was not expecting any sort of cameo in this movie. I think it was pretty obvious that they were they were trying to relaunch Superman and focus on Superman. Um, mm-hmm. Not that I would have had a problem with any sort of cameo or nod. And, you know, like we said, we get the tiny nod, but uh, um, I, I never expected it. Although I would have still probably enjoyed it. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, yeah, I expected him seeing it on his, like surveying it on his back computer. 
mm. like in an after credit scene, like watching the fight happen in Metropolis. So that's what I expected. Um, but uh, before we get carried away with that, um, so today we're talking about minute number 90 <laughs> of Man of Steel. Did we not do an intro? No, I don't All think right. we got there yet. The minute starts with Feora ripping open Kal-El's space crib, um, and then the minute ends uh, with General Zod on fire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I wonder what happened. Yeah. A lot happened in this minute. Um, so, yeah, Feora is just, you know, this looking, woman. Looking she... too fast is what she's doing. Hmm? She's looking too fast is what she's doing. Is that a... She's looking to look how fast she she looks for the thing. It's like in two seconds. It's like oh yeah. Oh. She she does she does not thoroughly search the pod. It could have been under the seat, and she would have never found it. Could have been that one. Uh, that one I'll give you with like, the, you know, not using X ray vision. She sure doesn't give it a a very thorough search. She just like she expects it to be right there in a bow, just sitting on yep. the seat, just waiting for her. And when it wasn't, she's like, nope, not there. Let's and rough up the old lady some more, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's looking. So it's for the like codex. she's looking. A distinct, it's not a huge. Distinctive skull. Yeah, yeah. They know what they're looking for. It could, yeah, it could have like, fallen oh. between the seats. It could have been in the glove box. Like, it, there's plenty of places it could have be. It could have been that she did not bother looking. What if it had been there the whole time, and 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 this could have all been avoided? Clark could have showed up and go, <laughs> um, dummy, I had it. You know, it was under the the sun visor. With yeah. the keys. That's where it was. And you didn't even look. Now you're beating up my mom. The hell's the matter with you people? <laughs> exactly. She's just looking for a fight. She's just looking for yeah. an excuse to fight someone. Exactly. That's exactly. That's Picking exactly on an old lady. Like She's like, I don't want to look for this codex. I just want to uh, punch something. So she, you know, <laughs> I don't get like, paid to search. I get paid to punch. Exactly. Uh, so she jumps out and she kind of lands... She takes a moment to look as cool as possible before she then talks to General Zod and says, uh, the Codex is not here, uh, which angers General Zod. For the first time ever, we see General Zod actually... Um, this is the first time. We saw him oh, yeah, angry. The, well, the, the, first time, the first time since he's returned. Yeah. Yeah. The first time in 33 years. He's been right. as cool as possible in the last 33 years. Yeah. But now, yeah. now he's pissed. Now the gloves are off. Now he's pissed and he's throwing trucks to me his, when I like, first saw this. His uh his 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 inhale. Is in- yeah, like that's just <laughs> like that's a really good acting move. Like it's just you associate that with anger. Like at least I do. I know that when someone's angry, it's like you know, I got a brother that gets pissed off at a lot he of does things. Do so that. like that guy, he always inhales very deeply whenever <laughs> he's really angry. So I'm it's believable to me. That's why it's still Michael Shannon. You're killing me, man. You're killing me with how good of an actor he is. Yeah, especially the way he is in real life. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that guy has, like, no... That guy doesn't look like he gets angry at all. Yeah. Well, he always just seems like, well, I'm here. Yep. And then, he's, <laughs> and then he starts acting, and he's a totally different person. Yeah. It's fantastic. I, I, I really do enjoy his his anger and him screaming. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. But like he throws a truck into the house. Couldn't the codex be in the house? It's messed up the house. Could, Shouldn't it be like, all right, it's not there. Could have been. Yeah. Go go look in the house, Feora. Yeah, they had, they had thirty three years to move it. <laughs> they yeah. could have put it. They could have put it anywhere. It could have been in a safety deposit box over at the Smallville Bank of America. We don't know. It could be at the IHOP under Zod a stack just, of flapjacks. Yeah. They don't know. 
Could be. It really could be. It's a nice image in my head. <laughs> Just a <like> skull. <laughs> you you ordered the, the, the Codex uh, Rudy Tootie Fresh and Fruity. There you go. That's for yes. you. Yes. That was it. Um, is maybe is Zod thinking like, like they don't know what to do with it? Like, the, okay, the, so the Codex is a skull. Is he like, oh, these people have no idea what to do. They're just gonna like put it. They're just gonna, just gonna not it move there. it and just gonna leave it there. Like they don't know what to do with it. It's just a skull. They also have <laughs> five people there, right? Five, yeah. four, two, four of them. Four Kryptonians. There's more than two people, and there's two places to look. Yeah. Go check the other house while she checks the barn. Yeah. Go look for it. Nah, yeah. he just gets mad. Throws the truck. Could have been in the truck. <laughs> We're talking about glove <laughs> compartments. There it is. Yeah, there it goes. Anywhere. <laughs> Crashes right through the house. Um, when I first saw this in, in the theater, I was like, damn, he threw that truck. And that looked, to me, it looked beautiful. Looking at it now, it looks kind of, you know, it's getting there. It's getting dated. Yeah. I, um, yeah. I thought about that. The truck, again, doesn't, the, the trick to CGI is it needs to look like it has weight. It looks like it has weight crashing through the house, but when he picks it up, uh, there seems to be no effort in picking up the truck to the point where it looks uh, unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, in a bad way, not unbelievable in a good way. Um, but when it does crash through the house, and I thought that looked great. I thought I was like, "Damn, that truck just splintered that house up when it fell mm-hmm. onto it." So I thought that was really cool. Um, I think that we've only said there's been only two times in this movie that we've been disappointed by the uh, the CGI. The CGI, and I think it was when, nope. Hmm. It's getting there. I think it's only just been this point so far, right now, just this truck. That's it. I don't think any of the CGI in Donna Justice was disappointing, but I cannot say for sure. Don't quote me on it. I'm sure there's some kid on the internet right now who's getting really furiated at me. One, because I like Donna Justice, and two, because I said (laughs) CGI didn't, uh, didn't ever look bad. And I'm sure they're like that scene with doomsday or something i don't know <laughs> that's how they talk <laughs> yeah that that tends to be the go-to but i think doomsday mm-hmm. looks fine so they can be mad at me yeah. too um yeah i think the truck looks fine so you can be mad at me <laughs> no that's fine man no screw it, you that truck looks awesome i think like it, yeah it, like he's he's pissed he's strong he should be able to whip that truck i, I got no problem with that Hmm. i mean i like that the the truck falling into the house bit i think it looks great i'm saying the picking up of the truck seemed a little a little questionable but that's it i don't think it looked bad i just think it looked questionable um he he yeah he's super pissed he's you know he's yelling at martha now he's like it's like where is the codex yeah. you know and she's like a no the first just... time we hear him yell uh, uh after i'm sorry the first time we hear him yell after the beginning prologue Mm-hmm. Like I said, the beginning prologue when he's yelling is my favorite scene of this entire movie. And uh, it's amazing. The I yeah. will find him. The way yeah. the way he oh, yeah, builds yeah. in that scene. Oh my god. Yeah. He's you're I right. I think it's he's, like minutes like amazing. seventeen, something like that. Like it's, oh, it was just, I didn't it still I didn't is. know I had to know the minute. Um, that oh, that's not <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's just it's, something that I. You remember. guys are like you're like Andy. Come on, it's minute seventeen. Dude, get with uh, you. Yo, get, you get, might actually be right. I'm not even joking because I was like that was minute. Those were. That was the fourth week, so that would have been minutes sixteen through twenty. Yeah, I'm trying here. I'll flip. Through. If you, yeah, minute seventeen, my favorite part. Oh right my there. god, so that is impressive. Like, yeah, that's why we keep notes, Mark. All is as the force wills it. That's true, but yeah, this is the next time we get to see Angry Zod and him yelling, and um, 
I just love it when Michael Shannon yells at me. If there's a whole movie of just Michael Shannon yelling, <laughs> at you? I will go to the midnight release. I will go see Michael Shannon so he can yell at me. Yeah, I will uh, wait Mr. in line. Shannon, can you please yell at me? I'm, re- I'm really into it. Uh, yes. Just, I don't just care call it that. Weird. Michael Shannon yells at you. That's the name of the yeah. movie. Nathan Parnes, Michael Shannon yells at me. Uh, yeah, I'm going to... I'll make that movie. There you go. <laughs> um... Yeah, so he's he's really just you know he's really about to hurt uh, Martha Kent, right? Is he? Is he? I think he's so. just yelling at her. Well, he's he's definitely threatening her because uh, you know, out of the blue, get it? Because he wears blue. We get Sonic Boom. Uh, uh, so. Yeah. Uh. No, they play the song Sonic Boom from Sonic the Hedgehog. That's just the the song title was that. There was a song. It was an eighty song. I'm not gonna. <laughs> Sonic Boom, Sonic Boom. I know it. Yeah, you Sonic Boom is the yeah. comic book. Was that? I think it's a TV show. Was it from well. Sonic CD? I think so. Is yeah. where the song first it? showed up. Sonic CD. It was like a cartoon where he. Oh, I know what you're Sonic, talking about. Metal yeah. Sonic or something okay. like that. I yeah. think it was the first time you s- they introduced Metal Sonic was in that Sonic Boom yeah. thing. Um, welcome back to Sonic Minute. Um, I'm your boy Knuckles. <laughs> We're going to find the Chaos Emeralds. Um, so uh, the sonic boom happens. It kind of is, is an audio cue for us as the audience. Like, like, damn, something's about to happen. Like, yeah, but also if you notice, uh, Martha is on the ground. And like right as the sonic boom happens, she's like cowering. Like her arms like go up. Like that probably, it probably affected them in a way. Like, I don't know. A being coming into close proximity, like through, you know, going mock, whatever it takes to reach sonic boom one i think i don't know um well she starts to react like, before the sonic boom she's reacting to, to zod is she reacting to the i just yelling? i just I rewatched because she starts okay. to cower before you hear the boom okay i was i was kind of i think i wrote down here yeah i didn't know if it was from zod or from uh cal coming into into yeah. into yeah. sound yeah martha so kent enjoys being yelled at less than you as mm-hmm. it turns out that's a bummer. I wish it was the Sonic. She's a, she's not as big a fan. <laughs> um, yeah, and you know, from you know, we get in the distance, we see this little object coming straight for him, and mm-hmm. General Zod does like this really like villainous like just turn like what like a very dark video like what and yeah. it's like <laughs> it's like tackled and just, like taken straight out of this uh, the shots. So yeah, you just like damn. Yo, Superman is like hurt this guy. Like he just tackles into him, full of rage. Um, it's just really cool to see. And then like, you know, Superman's pissed. He's angry. He's just mm-hmm. like, um, he's yelling. He's he, he never seen. I don't know. Have we ever really seen Superman this angry in film before? Or, and I don't. Think I'm sure so. we've seen it in, in books. So many of them. To yeah, there's yeah. I mean, him getting angry is is a more. Um, I think it's a better thing. I like it when it's Superman's angry. more modern. Thing. Yeah, I was I was going to say it like happens more so more recently, um, but that kind of kind of makes it sound like within the last few years, which it's not. Um, but yeah, like this is the I believe this is the first time in, in movies that he's actually this pissed. angry. Yeah, like this is like he's pissed. The first time that we actually see him react to something that it's like, hey, you're threatening my mother. Like that's not. The Superman Martha Kent relationship hasn't really been played out as much on screen. It's been played out in books, especially mm-hmm. like you know just his parents and stuff like that. It's why it's good. But to give it a face on screen and um, 
it, it just makes sense. It's like, obviously, a, a boy and his mother, we get it a lot in uh, Dawn of Justice, you know, Alexander Luther having that thing. Every boy's special lady in his life is his mother, and that's that's just fact. And, the, you know, the way that, that they brought it into this film with this iconic character that you don't even think that's what's going on in Superman's head because he has to worry about the whole rest of the world. But again, going back to the beginning of the movie, make the world smaller. And in his mind, to make the world smaller is to focus on his mother. And his family. Yeah. Yeah, those that are close so, to him. So, again, like, bringing this anger into this character now that, you know, the closest person in his life is, is being threatened, it's just beautiful. It's brilliant. Mm-hmm. Well, and if there's um, any uh, one reason to get have Superman lose his cool, this is the one that makes perfect sense. Like, this exactly. is, you know, yeah, you, exa- you absolutely know where he's coming from. And I remember being in the theater, and when he takes out Zod and just starts pummeling him and saying you think you can threaten my mother like i remember fist pumping and smiling just this huge smile because i was like damn right like you don't threaten martha kent like it's it's great it's a great cathartic moment and you're you know you're rooting for cal like it's it's what it should be yeah Yeah. absolutely because um what is it up until now like superman superman deals with a lot of restraint you know that kind of makes him Mm -hmm. who he is but Mm -hmm. to see superman like let go and like to give in to a little bit of the aggression uh, because we don't get to see it often, it's very fulfilling. It's like it's very satisfying to see Superman um, just be so right about something and just full of like again, it's the whole like you think you can threaten my mother and just like wailing and just like pummeling General Zod as they fly th- across Smallville, um, crashing into what I assume is a, a silo or something, and you know. And then through a gas station, like it's, it's very satisfying. You're just like, yes, yeah, I'm enjoying this, you know. <laughs> um, so I don't know. I mean, I'm not, I'm not a scientist. I don't know why going through a silo, which I assume to be like a grain silo, would yep. produce flames. Yep, I was thinking um, the same exact thing. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that 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 one, I'll kind of be like, well, I don't know. I don't know why there should be an explosion if you're going through a grain silo. Um, yeah. But uh, that's where, you know, that's where I feel like I, as much as I like Zack Snyder, I do like Zack Snyder. Listen to my podcast. Um, it's <laughs> it's those moments where a grain silo produces explosions where you're like, eh, just pull it back a little bit. Come on, yeah. Zack, just pull it back a little bit. <laughs> Unless there's like some weirdo explanation for it. But like right, I assume right. that someone already came up like, oh, well, it's because it's this. And then, when yeah, I mean, this, I mean, it does it. It's like, oh, all right. OK, so cool. that's how they talk. <laughs> yeah i mean i mean i'm looking at it and there's there's a whole bunch of them but it i mean yeah i read it to be a grain silo maybe it's not maybe it's full of something explosive i have no idea well i guess they were um you know the visual effects department they were like uh, hey when they crash through it they could either have a bunch of grain pop out <laughs> or they could have flames pop out and zach was like mm, we should probably do flames yeah, yeah go, go with the flames both ways yeah. So Maybe it's the it's the air friction of two Kryptonians moving at super speed, um, reacting to the grain and produ- producing a spark that then becomes flames. Like maybe it's the air friction. That's yeah. We'll Could go be. with that. Yeah. Yeah. Or All the right. pressure of the air that's trapped inside the silo mm. to have something mm. puncture it so fast. In in the heat, in the summer heat of Smallville, mm, you know, okay, okay, you're just coming out the other side. Yeah, right. It could be a lot of flames, or maybe it's not a grain silo. Great, 
One explanation that uh, is not needed is is going through a gas station. So. Yeah, that makes sense, right? It makes sense no, that, in Need yeah. for Speed Most Wanted. It makes sense in this movie. It makes sense in real life. Does it? Does a gas station really? I don't. There's does a lot it, of fire, but there's. I don't think explosion. I don't know. I've never been in a situation where a gas station uh, exploded or caught on fire, so I don't know. But uh, yeah, well, me neither. But obviously, if you're getting thrown through gas pumps, you're going to be pretty pissed. Yeah, and it's going to be a lot of fire for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so that yeah. makes sense. It's it's gasoline. Uh, we at least know that it's flammable. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you're you're halfway there. At that point, you're like, yeah, I can go with that. Um. And I think even a, a car flips and explodes. Sure. Probably. I don't... Yeah. I'm yeah. pretty sure there was a car that got injured. There's a lot of commotion going on. It's a, po- a, it's a popular 7-Eleven. What everyone else noticed it, too. There's, yeah. you know, people... Everyone in the in the town square or whatever it is. Small, down, I'm assuming this is downtown Smallville. Yeah. So, you know. They're all of a sudden... <laughs> they're like... Like, everyone's ducking, they're crouching, and they're like, oh, my God, like, what was that loud explosion? And, you know, the gas station is on fire and exploding. Um, and Superman kind of s- slides out of the explosion. I guess, you know, this is a novice Superman. He doesn't know exactly how to fight uh, well. So so he just threw him he, into whatever. I think, he, he you know, he, crashing into the gas station with General Zod hurt him as well instead of just hurting General Zod. Probably. Um, so, you know, he slides out of the uh, area. And um, so General Zod is on the ground, too. And he's covered in flames and electricity. And people are screaming and yelling. Um, and he gets up. and uh, In the most badass way. Yeah. And there's, like, all these, like, electricity sound effects that are happening. There's, like, this little weird sound effect that happens right before uh, he takes off his cape, which is really badass, the way he did it. Yeah. Um, but there's, like, all these little... It's like these eight bit sounds that happen uh, right before, and I was like, "This this sounds like the like the like the synthesizer in the Mortal Kombat song or something, or like Is Asteroid." It, yeah. it sounds very eight bit ish. Um, so whoever's watching, you can go ahead and play that minute or watch this minute and and notice those little eight bit sounds that they throw in there. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. <laughs> um, but yeah, then you know he's on fire and he's got his cape's on fire and he. He rips off the cape and and throws it, and it's just really cool. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, it's neat. Agreed. It's badass. He's done with the cape. He's he's throwing down. Yeah, ending with that that cape being thrown off. That's a that's a really good end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a really good way to end the week because next week, um, the battle of Smallville is going to happen. It's going to. It's, it's going to be pretty crazy. Um, so is that everything that you guys had for this minute before we wrap up for the week? Uh, yeah. Cool. I, I just feel like this is the minute where the movie really kicks into overdrive. You know, I feel like oh, it's yeah. been a, a nice, slow, steady build up until here. But uh, that moment where Clark takes out Zod for threatening his mother, I think, is where the whole movie gets ratcheted up to another level and then pretty much doesn't let up until the credits roll. So this is a very important minute as far as the movie goes. Yeah. And I think it um, it, it makes... The, the action now feels a little bit deserved because mm-hmm. we've we've kind of had like the development to kind of uh explain the action so that the action mm-hmm. isn't just mindless and that we we don't have like an hour of action with no uh reason for it so it's been a nice build up so that this action feels rewarding to us as the audience 
Um, we kind of had some questions for you, Andy, before we wrap up. We know you uh, talk a lot about Batman, and you know, uh, but this will be the first time I want to say where you've had to really talk for hours and or days about um, uh, Superman. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to um, kind of get your opinion on the first time you saw Man of Steel and what your initial impression was of the film. Yeah, well, I do love Batman. He's my first love, but I do love Superman as well. I feel like I feel like you've got to love them both. I feel like they go together, yeah. um, even Absolutely. though fans of each, you know, will get you know, will give each other loving a little bit of crap lovingly about like, oh, well, Batman's better or Superman's better or whatever. But in the end, you love them both. And so in 2013, I was so excited to finally get a, a re- rebooted, relaunched Superman. I'd been waiting so long for it. Um, after being pretty let down in 2006 with Superman Returns. Um mm-hmm. I was I was so ready for for Superman to come back in a big way. And for me, so like going into that summer, this was my my most anticipated movie and I just could not wait. Like that was the movie I was counting down for. Much like right now I'm doing for Wonder Woman. Um so the first time I went and saw Man of Steel, I loved it. I thought it was amazing. Uh I uh I did not expect it to be as controversial as it ended up becoming because when I watched it, I was like, it's amazing. I, and I had a couple little issues with it here and there. You know, it's not a perfect movie. I have, you know, a couple nitpicks. But overall, I thought it was a really great new take on Superman while still being Superman. I thought that Henry Cavill was a perfect Clark Kent and Superman. Um, I loved Amy Adams as Lois Lane. And as we mentioned on this podcast, Michael Shannon when he was cast for me, that was like a, huh, really? Okay. And then it turned out to be just completely inspired casting because he kills it as Zod. He's so great in this movie. So yeah, I thought this was a great way to relaunch the character, um, uh, of, of getting us to know this new version of Clark Kent, this new Superman to take us and have us explore the moment when Clark Kent decides he's going to become Superman. Um, you know, it's it's an important moment, and to make that moment the movie, I thought <clears throat> it was a really uh, great way to approach the the rebooted character. And as we mentioned in some in another episode this week, is it was very much applying the Batman Begins mold to Superman. But I don't think there's anything wrong with that because I think the Batman Begins is the gold standard, and I think that it works really well using that template for Superman in Man of Steel. So I walked out of the theater very happy with it. I saw it in the theater multiple times that summer. I loved it. Um, I was really bummed out that it becomes it became so hotly debated because it it took some of the fun out of it for me of 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 having people being like, oh, it's crap, and rah, rah, rah. And, uh, and I was like, man, I, I loved it. I don't know what's wrong with me. Um, I still love it. I think it's, you know, it was my favorite movie of that year of 2013 and uh, I still love revisiting it. So it's been cool to, to go in and just, just dissect and pick apart five minutes of it with you guys. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So as we know, this is the first film in a shared universe called the DC extended universe. Um, And you know, the character that you love to talk about so much does eventually appear in this film in the film Dawn of Justice we want to kind of get your opinion on not only that film, but Suicide Squad, um, the upcoming Wonder Woman, Justice League, Aquaman, and so forth, and see what your overall uh, impressions or opinions are about that film. I mean, overall, I really love the DCEU. Again, I, I have some issues with it here and there, uh, 
just with some of the smaller choices made. But overall, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I really love Batman v Superman. Um, I really loved Suicide Squad. I think that, um, you know, my biggest complaint was that Batman v Superman felt like a sequel to two movies that we never saw. Uh, it felt like a sequel to Man of Steel 2 that never happened and then a new Batman movie that never happened. And so it was taking these characters from a place uh, where we assume an 18-month span, but we never actually see it. And so I think that the movie suffers a little bit from that, of of taking these characters to a very extreme place where, where Superman, uh, you know, no good deed goes unpunished and where where Batman has been pushed to this level where he's lost his way. I think both of those are very interesting stories, but I think that they lose a little something because you didn't see the, the before you only saw the after, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but that aside, I really like the movie in and of itself. Like I said, I think that some people have an issue with, with, Oh, you know, Batman was too brutal or whatever. And I'm like, well, that was the whole point of the movie. That was the story they were telling is a, a Batman who has lost his way, a Batman who has lost his humanity, a Batman who has, um, has allowed these external factors to push him to a place where he is no longer the hero that he originally set out to become. And then Superman helps remind him of, of that. And that's the story they were telling. And so I, I think that's a valid story. I like that story. I just, uh, I just wanted to see more of the the prequel before that. Um, so I, I really like it. Again, I have, I have some small issues with the movie itself, but I, I think it's really good. I was rewatching it last night in honor of mother's day felt appropriate. Um, suicide squad. I thought was just, just a good time. I had, I had a great time with it. Um, again, small nitpicks, but overall it was fun. I feel like its ambitions were less. And so it met those ambitions easier because it was more just about, having a good time with with these characters going on an adventure uh and i liked you know our first cinematic harley quinn and i i liked seeing batman being peppered throughout the story i liked our first big screen killer croc i i liked the characters of suicide squad so much and their interaction um that some of the that some of the flaws of the movie those the strength of the characters and the performances um overshadowed to me some of the flaws of the movie so I'm on board with the the this DCEU. Uh, I'm I've been a fan of it. I I can't wait to see what's next. Like I said, I'm foaming at the mouth for Wonder Woman. I can't wait for that movie. Everything I've seen from it looks amazing. I love the idea that we're finally getting an Aquaman movie. Like James Wan was one of my favorite filmmakers for years, and then when he signed on to Aquaman, that made me even more excited. So I can't wait to see what he has in store there. And I love the Justice League trailer. I think the Justice League trailer for me takes what what those of us who liked Man of Steel and Batman v Superman I feel like Justice League seems to be preserving what we liked about those movies, but just making enough of an adjustment to make it a little more crowd pleasing. And I think that's the right move. So I I like the universe. I can't wait to see where it's going. I love our new Batman. I love our new Superman. I love our Wonder Woman. um, And I can't wait to get to know our, our Flash and our Aquaman and our Cyborg and eventually our Green Lantern and so on and so forth. So yeah, I, I have been like, I'd say 90% happy with, with the three movies in the DCEU having little issues along the way, but overall, I really enjoy it. It's good. Yeah. 90%. Yeah. It's good. <laughs> 90%. That's good. That's an A. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Like to me, uh, a thing about Suicide Squad that I enjoyed seeing the most uh, was getting 
uh, Viola Davis as Amanda Waller. Mm, yeah, she's me, like, awesome. Yeah, to me that was uh, the casting. To, in my opinion, has always been great in the DCU. I, like everything that was questionable has always uh, paid off, and everything that was never questionable, you were just like, absolutely. Like Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman. Like as soon as they like announced her, I was like, this is great. I love this. You know, Viola Davis is Amanda Waller, or like. Uh, I remember seeing Wolf of Wall Street and seeing uh, Margot Robbie uh, with that New York accent. I was like, "That's Harley Quinn," and then they casted mm-hmm. her, and I was like, "Holy, the holy bat cast!" Like, yeah. yo, they, <laughs> they, they, like, that's exactly my fan cast come to did life. Did you, did you, you called it before? Yeah, because I she had that accent, and I was yeah. like, you know, she'd be great, Margot Robbie, or great Harley Quinn. That's impressive. Like, that's good. I was like, yeah. damn. Um, I, you know, I really wish Charlize Theron would be Catwoman. So maybe the, that would come true. Or, um, uh, oh, what's her name? The lady, uh, uh, Joanna Hendricks, who plays, or uh, Christina Hendricks. Christina who, Hendricks. Uh, plays, she plays Joan in Mad Men, would be a oh, perfect know. Poison Ivy, in my opinion. Mm, yeah. Know, we'll get there. Um, but uh, Jessica I, Chastain. Yeah, a lot of people say that. That's just because she's redheaded, but I don't agree. But I will say that it, you know you're you're kind of right about Donna Justice seeming like a sequel to films that we never got to see. Mm-hmm. Um, and you said two films, but it could actually be three because Wonder Woman yeah. is considered uh, this Donna Justice is a sequel to her film that hasn't right. even come out yet. Right. So that could be a third one. Yeah, this true. Is, you know, not only has uh, Batman fallen as a hero, but so has she. And it's because of Superman that they're able to uh, repent and become heroes again because of mm-hmm. his sacrifice. So yeah. that's the beauty of it. Exactly. Um, like in, in Batman v Superman, like there's all this talk about the the year and a half to two years where Superman is, you know, Earth's hero and everybody adores him. Um, but, it, but literally the beginning of Batman v Superman is shows how that goes bad and i'm like well i wanted to see i wanted to see the 18 months where where that was the case you know um and so that that, yeah that's my that's that was honestly my biggest issue with with that film was i was like i wanted i wanted to see another story set in that 18 months where they erect a statue and he becomes earth's hero before we see how you know, as we like to do with all our heroes, as we like to build them up just so we can we can tear them down again. Um, yeah, I, I wanted that in between. But you're right, like a, that the Superman movie, the Batman movie, the Wonder Woman movie. I also understand the the wanting to get them all together. And so I, I have very mixed feelings because at the time I was like, well, I don't want to wait for it either. I want it now. I want to see them all together now. So at the time I was fine with it. But then watching the movie, I was like, yeah, this there's there's a missing piece in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a there's a loose connection, mm-hmm. but you know, for some people, like I, um, I know a lot of people have seen Donna Justice, but I've never seen Man of Steel. So mm-hmm. um, then again, a lot of people are kind of doing it to themselves. So, um, but that's all I gotta say about that because I don't want to insult anyone. <laughs> but <laughs> it um, gets to be sticky. <laughs> yeah. Right. So moving on but kind of going back to superman for a bit um we kind of wanted to know if like if someone ever wanted to i know you probably recommend hundreds of batman uh stuff to people but like if someone asked you about superman uh we're wondering anything that you might recommend them to read or watch or experience in some way uh yeah um 
there's, I mean, there's, there's tons out there. I guess if I was going to say, you know, you want to immerse yourself in Superman, um, of course I'd recommend Superman, the movie, Richard Donner's original film from 1978. Um, I would also, of course, say man of steel. So as far as movies, I think there you get a nice, you know, then and now I would say the Superman animated series from Warner brothers and Bruce Tim and, and that whole team I think is totally worth it. That's a a great version of Superman. And then as far as comics, uh, I really like Superman secret origin by Jeff Johns and Gary Frank Mm -hmm. Superman secret origin. This was one that I discovered late. I discovered it years later uh, and a friend of mine recommended it to me and it's a six issue uh, miniseries, but it's definitely, it's drawn in the style of, of uh, Christopher Reeve and, and that world, but it's a great story and it's a great Superman story. I haven't read it in a couple of years, but I remember really, really liking it. And uh, so, yeah, I think that's a, a good, a good comic to, to jump into. Absolutely. Yeah, I would agree. All good choices. Um, so I guess that's all that we've had, but you know, we'd love to have you, uh, on again, I think uh, hopefully next year, or not hopefully, it will be. Uh, we're going to be talking about Donna Justice, which is the next film after Man of Steel. And it definitely mm-hmm. has a lot of Batman in it. Um, we'd really love to have you back on if you wanted to and join us again talking about that film. Yeah, I'd um, love it. Is there anything, a particular moment or scene in Donna Justice that you personally would love to talk about? Whether oh. for better or worse. <laughs> oh, that's a, oh, that's a good question. Um Gosh, I don't know. I mean, you, I think There's a you lot do to choose from. Yeah, I know there is a lot to choose from. You told me you're you're doing the ultimate edition. Um, there's a lot to unpack in that movie. Um, oh man, maybe maybe the the sequence, and this is probably more than five minutes, but so it would be we'd have to choose selectively. But the whole sequence of of that leads into the Batmobile cho- chase, which then Superman ends the Batmobile chase, which then leads to to Batman returning to the Batcave, um, and then tracking tracking the Kryptonite's motion. That whole sequence in the kind of in the center of the film, um, mm-hmm. that would be a good one. That's a good one. There's good stuff in there. But honestly, right. I yeah. you could you could probably give me you could probably assign me any any five minutes in that movie, and I think that we would have plenty as long as it's as long as it's a Batman heavy five minutes. No, nothing right. against yeah. Superman. <laughs> nothing against Superman. Um, but yeah, I don't no, know. Most like, definitely. Yeah, that's the one that jumps to mind at least. Yeah, we definitely would love someone with uh, rich knowledge and and love for Batman to give us kind of like uh, a little psyche dive into his world. So it'd be nice to get a little little batman love in there mm-hmm. sweet yeah uh, i'd be honored absolutely all righty well thank you so much for joining us this week to talk about man of steel um it's been a it's been a blast honestly great well yeah no thank you for the invitation it has been super fun uh i do love this movie so it, it's fun to to look at it in such detail uh like this so yeah I, again i appreciate the invitation so it's been really good yeah, perfect Nate, did you have anything else uh, for this week? Or? Uh, no, I think I think I'm good. All good. Yeah, perfect. All righty, guys, we're gonna go ahead and wrap up this week. Uh, if you love everything you heard, uh, definitely check out what Andy's got going on with the Holy Batcast and um, uh, drop us a cool review on iTunes. It really helps us out. If you're looking for some other podcasts that are not so nerdy, 
There is Stellar Dynamics, which is the ultimate podcast for Rush fans, uh, soon to be Yes fans. And uh, then there's Honey Hole My Beer, which is just a podcast for two girls, two gals, two ladies, share craft <laughs> beers and odd stories. And then uh, Nate also does another minute by minute podcast. It's Tarantino Minute. So right now they're going minute by minute through Reservoir Dogs. Um, so definitely check those out, and we'll check you guys out next week here on DC Cinematic Minute.